Welcome to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. I help the everyday woman grow her mindset and spirituality in her daily life in order to break comparison to the Instagram perfect lifestyle. Join me as we navigate the stress and anxiety of our daily routines and reclaim our power to cultivate our most authentic life. Let's start romanticizing the mundane together. Hi, guys, and welcome back to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, B. Allie Brooke. It's Tuesday, gang. So no Mindful Monday. I hope you enjoyed your Monday. I hope you had a very mindful Monday. I really do hope that you set yourself up for the week ahead. I did not. I will fully admit. So welcome to Tuesday, Tuesday Talks. You know, I, I hop on live sometimes on Tuesdays. So today our Tuesday talk is going to be the podcast episode. So thank you guys so much for... <laughs> understanding that I didn't post on a Monday, but you know, life happens. And so I was like, I'm still going to show up for you guys this week. I want to share something. I'm actually going to share what happened over this weekend as to why I didn't record (laughs) um, on Sunday in order to make an episode on Monday. So that's what today's topic is going to be all about. So thank you for your patience. I appreciate you. Hello, gang. I hope you're enjoying your day while you're listening, whether it's the morning, afternoon, or evening. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much for listening. If you're new here, my name is Allie Brooke. I've been going on a mindset journey and just sharing, switching my mindset from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset through therapy, self-development books, my own experiences, and learning how to cultivate the life that I truly want. And I want to share that with you guys. And my veterans, hey, welcome back. Thanks for being here. I appreciate you guys so much. And so I have an episode idea, let me know how you feel, that next week's episode, so next Monday, um, I want to have a Q&A, but from you guys. So what I want to do is my stories all this week, for the remainder of the week, I'll be posting on my story on Instagram at the Growth Mindset Gal, and I want you to send me any mindset questions that you have, whether it's mindset on just your mindset journey, mindset in relationships, mindset in your work, your family, your friends, self-love, anything that has to do with mindset, share your questions. You can either DM me too on Instagram, but I'm also going to put like a little question toggle on my stories so you can share the questions. So that way next week's episode is a major Q&A of me just answering your questions and just let me know when you're asking the questions on Instagram if you want me to include your name or not or be anonymous totally up to you doesn't matter to me whatever you're more comfortable with so that's kind of my idea so take a look out for my stories coming up for the rest of the week and you can also DM me on Instagram that's also another option for you and I would love to just take time to answer some questions that you have because That's why I made this podcast was to share my journey. So hopefully the things I'm sharing help you and to guide you along the way. I also have an exciting announcement that since it's spring, it is now officially spring. The spring equinox was Monday. It was yesterday. I want to do an amazing sale for my coaching program, my mindset coaching program. You guys hear the ad, you know, it's going to be at the end of the episode. It gives you all the details, but Spring is all about renewal. Spring is all about rebirth and setting new goals for the remainder of the year. That's where we naturally feel motivated and inclined to make some changes because our bodies are in sync with nature. So I have an amazing sale going on for this week only. So up until next Tuesday. So it'll be like the first, you know, week of spring, if you will. 
because of the sense of motivation and renewal, I'm going to have a sale for my mindset coaching program. I'm going to give you guys 50, 50, 50% off your three month program. That is 50% off your three month program. If you're interested in that sale, you can DM me on Instagram or there's a link in my bio. That's you fill out a Google form that we can um, set up an appointment. We make a free discovery call see if the coaching program would work for you. And I'm just letting you know that I'm having an amazing sale, 50% off to help you start to create the life that you deserve. So again, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for leaving reviews and following me on Spotify and subscribing and rating me on Apple Podcasts. It means the world to me. So thank you. I appreciate it so much. I love when you share your stories and you tag me in them. And thank you so much for just being with me in this journey and DMing me and letting me know how much this podcast is mean to you. So I'm here. I want to share some things with you today. Um, it's kind of low-key vulnerable. So I'm just throwing that out there. But what I went through this weekend, I definitely want to share with you guys because you might be going through the same thing. So here we go. All right, guys. So... The reason I was not able to record on Sunday and so the delay to Tuesday, well, Monday, yesterday, I was going to record after work, but I was like, oh, wait, no, I have therapy today. So that's why I couldn't record on Monday, but I couldn't record Sunday like I normally do was because I got into a conflict with my parents. So here, here's the deal. Here's the story. As you guys know, um, Nate and I this summer are planning to move upstate, so I'm on the job hunt and um we found basically the apartment that we want to live in so we're on the wait list we're waiting to hear back from them so things are kind of you know starting to line up and so i went to my parents house and again just as a disclaimer i love my parents dearly they love me dearly we have a wonderful relationship i'm discussing the conflict today just so you guys can use this as an example of how to use communication and conflict so i'm not you know talking trash about them or anything like that. So I'm just explaining what happened. Anywho, I stopped by my parents before I was going to go to my sister's house because we were going to watch Shadow and Bone. The new uh, series is out. Well, new season is out. So I was like, you know what? Let me go to my parents' house before I hit up my sister to watch our shows um, because, you know, I haven't seen them in a while. So let me just spend like a half hour with them, do a little chit chat, do a little catch up. So I get to their house. We're sitting down in the living room. We're just chit-chatting about life, catching up, and all those things. And then we start getting on the topic of upstate. Now, the topic of moving upstate has always been a little kind of weird and awkward because, you know, obviously my family in general, they love for me to be happy and they're excited for me to move upstate. But in their own way, obviously, they're going to miss me. I'm their daughter or their sister. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's always been like this kind of weird in between of like, we're excited and happy for you, but we're also going to miss you terribly. So anytime upstate is brought up, there's like a teensy one of just like this awkward tension. You know what I mean? So they started talking about upstate. And I was telling them how I've been applying to jobs and all the things. And then they start bringing up, oh, well, what if you can't get a job? And again, I feel like I've talked about this before, and I've also talked about this with them. I was like, well, I'm going to get a job. And plan A is to get a full-time teaching job. 
plan B, if I can't find a teaching job, maybe I can find like an ed tech remote job, if you will. A lot of teachers are going into that. And like worst, 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 worst case scenario, plan C is I sub. So that way I can at least get there, be subbing, and maybe I can find like a leave replacement or maybe I can find like an opening that's mid-year, what have you. And so the answers that I was giving them weren't enough. And I kind of felt like attacked and bombarded. Like they were not questioning me to, you know, just have a conversation. It was more questioning me, like berating me because they were like, well, we're your parents. We have concerns. And then they were talking about the apartment, how it's really nice. But did you look at the rent? And listen, Nate and I, we looked at the rent. It's affordable for us. We can do it. We know that there's rent, but also utilities. Like we know all the things that go in with the apartment as you would. So my parents are bringing up these concerns about the apartment is rent and utilities like Nate and I already don't know that, of course, like we've already planned for this. We're budgeting for this. And so they're like, well, there's this rent and then you have utilities. Did you know that you also have to pay for gas um, for heat? Heat's going to be expensive. Are you going to be able to afford it? And I was like, yes, we are. We budgeted for it. But what if you can't find a job? I am going to find a job like just back and forth, back and forth. And I just felt like every answer I was giving them for their concerns was like not enough. And like, I understand they're my parents. They voice their concerns. Like I understand that, but it was just getting to the point where like I was giving them answers and just, just nothing was being like, Oh, okay. I can understand, you know, that you guys have it together. Oh, that makes sense for you. I trust you guys. You know what you're doing. You're grown adults. Like they're essentially speaking to me as if, well, I felt, let me just, I won't accuse. I felt they were speaking down to me as if they don't trust my decision-making skills. So after feeling like I was being kind of attacked and berated, I left. I was like, you know what, you guys, I do not feel like this conversation is productive. I feel like I'm being very attacked right now. So I'm going to go to my sister's house. And they're like, no, we're not attacking you we're just, we have concerns, we have questions. And I was like, I, this is making me feel like you guys don't trust like me and Nate moving upstate. Like I just feel unsupported right now. So I'm going to go. And they're like, no, like we accept you and Nate moving upstate and everything. And we love you and all of that. They're just like, it was like an afterthought, like as I'm walking out the door and I was like, no, I don't think this is going to be, this is not a productive conversation. So I'm going to go, I need to go to my sister's anyways to go watch shows. And I left and I, I intended to stay there for like maybe a half hour, 45 minutes. And I stayed there for 10 minutes, maybe 15 because I was just like, no, no. And it's, it, it aggravated me because I felt like they were asking me these questions because it was just me. Whereas a couple of weeks ago, when Nate and I were with them, they were talking about, oh, we're so excited for you guys. It's going to be, it's a nice apartment. And they were eventually talking about how excited that we're eventually going to get married, have kids. Like it was like a nice upbeat conversation. But then the minute they have me alone, then all of a sudden these concerns come out. So I felt like it was like very, I wouldn't say like intentionally manipulative, but they're just like, oh, now just our daughters here now we can get to the bottom of it like i'm hiding something like i like i'm not planning this side by side with nate so i just felt attacked i felt like i had i was not having a conversation with them i was like defending myself so i left 
I, I made the boundary and I left. And so then I went to my sister's. Obviously, I told her everything. And she also felt that um, it was a little bit of berating that was going on. And so then I stayed over there and it made me like, it made me upset. Like I was crying in the car. Like when I left my parents, it's a six minute drive to my sisters. That's Long Island for you. And I was like crying because I was not upset, but I was just frustrated that this is like a huge move and I'm sacrificing a lot, but I want, cause I want to build a better future with Nate and, you know, creating our next chapter and it just, it really upset me that I felt like my parents weren't fully supportive. And it's, I'm under enough stress finding a job for, to have that added stress of not feeling supported by my parents was just over the edge. So I left. And then, you know, a few hours went by and I'm hanging out at my sister's house. And I even said to my sister, I was like, you know, it's kind of upsetting that like, mom and dad haven't like called me or texted me. I like stormed out of their house. <laughs> like I left. So it made me very upset that I haven't even heard from them, like for them to reconcile or apologize or anything like that. And so then I went home and I was hanging out with Nate, obviously told him the story, you know, as I would. And then I want to say, it was like a half hour until I got, you know, I, I got a text from them since I've been home. I was like home for a half hour. I got a text from my mom and it was like, hey, are you available? Like dad and I want to call you. And I was like, yeah, sure. You can call me. And so they called me and they were like, we're really sorry for what we what we said to you. We are just your parents and we care. And we were just voicing our concerns we didn't realize that we were coming across like very attacky. That's what my mom said, attacky. And just like very aggressive. And we didn't realize that's what we were just coming off as. We were just your parents and we have concerns. Which was, let me tell you, which was very big of them. I mean, like my parents are boomers, you, you know? Like, you know how the boomers are sometimes. I mean, they, they can be stubborn and not admit that they're wrong. So I'll give props to my parents that they took the initiative to call me. Because I, I honestly would have been really upset if they didn't. So I was like, you know, I really appreciate you calling me. And yes, I did feel very attacked. I felt like it wasn't a conversation. I felt though as if I was just being attacked and you guys like didn't trust my decision. And I said to them like, you know, I'm a grown woman and Nate's a grown man and we're both successful people. And for you guys showing your concerns or voicing your concerns, it makes me feel like you don't trust my decision-making skills, but they always boast of how intelligent and supportive, and I, this is literally what I said, you always boast that I'm intelligent, responsible, and respectful, but I feel like when I'm making decisions in my adult life, you question it all, all the time, which makes me second-guess myself, which then causes even more stress because just to get that confidence of I'm making the right decision, you guys, right? Just to get to that point where I, I know there's a risk and sacrifice, but I know I'm making the right decision like within yourself. You know how much inner work and effort that takes, right? So then when people are voicing their concerns of like, and it feels like they're not believing you or supporting you, it really, it hurts because it feels like they're questioning your ability to make decisions for yourself. 
And like second guessing is such a huge like imposter syndrome and people pleasing thing, which we're all trying to get out of, right? And heal from. So for them to do that, it was, it, it you know, upset me. And they're like, no, like, uh, you know, you're absolutely right. We do trust your decision-making. You are very responsible. You are very intelligent. And here's something that was interesting that my my mom said. She said, we can just not talk about you moving upstate anymore. Because I told him like that conversation was very triggering because it's very, the moving itself, even if I didn't have to find a new job, just moving is very stressful. And she said, we, do, we don't have to talk about moving upstate though. And I, I was like, paused for a second. And then thankfully my dad chimed in and he was like, no, we can talk about her moving upstate, but there needs to be a nice balance of, yes, we can have concerns, but we also need to bring in the positivity and support of her and Nate moving upstate, which I'm like, oh, thank you, dad, for <laughs> literally saying what I was going. I was like, I totally agree with you, dad. I, we can definitely talk about moving upstate. And of course you can share your concerns, but also we need to see your and hear your support. And I told them, your opinion means a lot to me because you are my parents and I love and respect you guys. And I understand your voice and your concerns because you are my parents. But at the same time, you have to respect that I'm a grown woman and I don't have to give you an answer to every one of your concerns at this minute. And not everything needs to be perfect in order for you to do something. Where that's it's that's what's been ingrained in my whole life. If you want to do something, you got to make sure everything is perfect for you to do it. That's my whole childhood was that. Now as I'm getting older, I'm learning not everything needs to be perfectly planned for you to take the leap to do something where yeah maybe i won't have a full-time teaching job by the time i move upstate but maybe i can be in a remote ed tech job and be looking for a teaching job alongside it or maybe you know worst case scenario yeah i do sub but that puts me in a school district and then mid-year someone leaves and i could do a leave replacement or i get their position like you don't know what's going to happen and so not everything needs to be everything like there's going to be some sacrifice there's going to be some grit and that's just the way life is and so i think the the conversation i had with my parents afterwards was very productive like no one was yelling no one was name calling no one was putting the blame we were both just explaining how we feel and it took everything out of me, like not to yell and scream. Like I definitely would have used to have done that before I did the work, went to therapy. I told my therapist, Nicole, yesterday, the whole debacle I just told you. And she said that she was very proud of me for setting the boundary of, I will not accept being spoken to this way. Like, yes, I'm your daughter, but I am no longer a child. And if you're going to just berate and attack me with questions and no answer that I was giving you was good enough because it wasn't what seemed perfect or right to you, that's just those conversations cannot exist anymore, especially with something big like this. So she applauded me for setting that boundary. And I didn't yell, I didn't scream, I didn't call them any names. I said, this conversation is no longer productive. It's making me feel attacked and i'm just going to leave because this conversation isn't serving me and i left no yelling no screaming no name calling no blaming nothing 
And I did a lot of, and she, she enjoyed, and I want to share with you guys, do a lot of I feel statements. That's a big one. When you do an I feel statement, you're just sharing how you felt without placing the blame on the other person. Because when you place the blame on the other person, they get defensive. And then the conversation is no longer productive, right? So when I was explaining to my parents, well, you can show your concerns, but when you were showing your concerns, I felt insecure of my decision making. I felt that you guys didn't support me the way you were sharing your concerns. And so my therapist applauded that I was using the I feel statements and I set the boundary. She also applauded my parents for, yes, opening the communication back up and then having a conversation, doing the apology, sharing why they did their concerns. I would let them speak. They would let me speak. We wouldn't talk over each other. And it was very a calm conversation. I did get a little emotional, but not out of like anger or anything, but it it was such a deep rooted I'm not feeling your parents' support. It was such a deep-rooted trigger for me that I was visibly upset on the phone, but I wasn't like yelling or screaming. I was just letting them know how upset it makes me when I feel like I don't have their support. So she applauded that we kept the conversation calm. We both used I feel statements. We came to a resolution, and the resolution was whenever we bring up upstate, it's, you know, going to be more positive and more supportive. And I'll, I'm like, I'll keep you to it. I'm going to, I'm going to make sure. Cause if it's not, then it's going to, another boundary will be set because I even shared with them, like, it wasn't even this conversation. Like there's been tidbits in the past, whether it's sarcasm or joking, where it made me feel guilty that you would they would say oh like oh you're really gonna leave your nephew you're gonna leave your your grandson your grandson your godson or um you're gonna leave your whole family but like you know just being sarcastic or kidding but i said those comments are actually very hurtful because i know you're saying it to like make me feel bad and they're like and they admitted it. they're like yes we definitely said those comments out of being selfish we're just going to miss you, which again, I was very shocked that they said that, that they admitted to being, oh, we made those comments because we were selfish, because we're going to miss you. So my parents on the other end were also being super productive and admitting and not gaslighting because when I was having the first conversation with them, I felt a lot of gaslighting of, well, what's the rush for moving, ba 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 ba, and just every answer I gave them was not good enough. But now with the second conversation, you know, emotions settled down and they were able to admit like, yes, we were coming at you aggressively. Those comments we did make can be seen as selfish. So when you come into conflict, whether it's your family, whether it's your friends, significant other, right? Communication is everything. And the tone and the way you say things can make or break a conversation, especially when you're trying to resolve conflict. And it also was very good that we took time after the conflict to like all parties were settled down. Like it happened. I want to say this conversation happened. I'm not even kidding you at like 1130 in the morning. They did not call me until like 630 at night. So by that time. I went to my sisters. I think they went out to dinner and like everyone was simmered down by the time they reached out. We're like, hey, we want to call you. And it's really nice when you have a conflict 
right? It's very important to understand your conflict styles. Some people have a conflict and they want to fix it in that moment. Some people need space and time to reflect and then be able to come back better and more, you know, open to the conversation. So when you're having conflicts with people, it's very important to respect and understand each other's conflict resolution style, kind of like a love language where I learned this with Nate and I, we had separate conflict resolution styles where he wanted to fix it and I was the one that needed more time. But it's actually funny that now that I've done the inner work and now I become more calm when faced with conflict, I don't need that time anymore to calm myself because I'm I'm better at regulating my emotions in the present tense of the conflict. So me and him now can both in the moment fix the problem, right? Um, but my parents maybe weren't like that. And so they took some time to simmer down. And then when they were ready to reach back out to me, they reached back out to me. So understanding each other's um, conflict communication is a huge key. Using the I feel statements is a huge key. And then keeping like my parents did, another thing that's important is keeping the dialogue open. So when there's a conflict, do not ice each other out. I used to believe which is, this is why I'm surprised that my parents actually did this. I was taught that if you're mad at someone, you isolate them, you give them the silent treatment, you don't talk to them because you're so mad and they need to learn their lesson about how they mistreated you and how mad you are. You need to let them know. But that's not productive. That doesn't get anything done. You can have space and time and say, hey, like I did, this conversation is no longer productive and i don't think we're going to resolve the conflict right now because we're both really really high with our emotions like our emotions are really really high strung let's take some time and let's regather for this conversation so that way we can both settle down right that's different taking time to calm down from a conflict is different than just icing someone out because you communicated hey i i need some time and space to figure this out let i'll let you know when i'm ready to open up again or or instead of time be like you know what let's talk about this in an hour that way we're both simmered down communicate that so keep the dialogue open my parents a lot of time went by they texted me and they're like hey are and they asked me are you available for me and dad to call you? So they asked me, they didn't just like, hey, we want to call you. They said, hey, are you available? Okay. So then I don't feel like, oh, like I got to talk to them now. It was very, hey, whenever you're available, we're ready to talk to you. And they apologized for what they did. They didn't just say, when you're resolving a, a conflict, it's very important not to just say, I am sorry. You say what you're sorry for and how you're going to fix it. So I'm for them, they said, we are sorry for, you know, making you feel like we were berating you and attacking you. We didn't mean for it, for you to feel that way. We understand that we were coming off as aggressive. So we, uh, we get that, you know, you walked out and things like that. And now they're going to work on, you know, when we're talking about moving upstate, it can be, you can share some concerns, but also be more supportive because that means a lot. So keep that dialogue open. Do not ice each other out. And then ask, be like, hey, when are you available to resolve this conflict? You know, you mean a lot to me. It really upset me that we got into this fight or this conflict. 
when are you available to talk? Keep the line open. Keep it open. And it doesn't mean you have to keep it open because you want to maybe like this fight was just the be all end all, right? That happens. You can still keep the line open so you can resolve the conflict and then make the boundary of where the friendship is going or where the relationship is going, whether it's a significant other or family, still keep the line open. So that way you guys can resolve and be like, hey, you know what? This relationship actually isn't working out for me anymore. And here are like the reasons. What are our next steps? Because when you just ice someone out after a conflict, whether it's the be all end all conflict or it's just, you know, a fight that you had, it it leaves that that conflict of the energy of the conflict like stays in you and you become very bitter and you become resentful where in order to resolve a conflict, whether you want to continue your relationship with that person or people or you don't you need to make sure that you release that energy, whether you forgive them for what they did or you forgive them, but realize the relationship has run its course and you have the discussion about it and set the boundary of, you know what, maybe this friendship, you know, needs has have some boundaries set up. Maybe this relationship has run its course, whatever you want to talk about, but keep the line open because let me tell you, I was so upset in my mind i was thinking my parents wow my parents are not even going to contact me i literally stormed out of their house and they're not even going to talk to me about it that energy stayed that energy stayed with me the rest of the day whether it was intense when i was like retelling my sister nate about it or it was this low hum of upset energy while i was watching the shows with my sister on my way home you know in the car because the conflict energy it was not resolved in my body after my parents call, we had the productive conversation. They apologized. They explained themselves. I explained myself. We found the resolution. I even cried a little bit and, you know, release that energy helps. I felt so much better. That lingering resentment towards them went away because we had a productive conversation, because we communicated well in our conflict. I mean, it's an art form. It really is. You're not going to just have a conflict tomorrow and be like, okay, let's sit down and talk about it. It takes time, but you got to make sure when you have a conflict, you need to understand your conflict style and you need to realize the conflict is not between you and the other person. It's you and the other person versus the problem. So when I was talking with my parents, the problem was feeling unsupported right? So it was me and my parents versus the problem of feeling unsupported. So then we both shared how we felt. And then the resolution was being more supportive. We, we, we combated that feeling together. And I understood where they were coming from because they're my parents and they love me. They're just voicing their concerns. And because it's their own insecurity of they're sad that I'm leaving. They're going to miss me. They're my parents and they want everything to work out for me. And I, and I get that. And they understood why I got upset. Conflict is not bad. Do not shy away from conflict. This is so important. When you shy away from conflict, you're not showing your true self to somebody. If you never fight, then what's happening? You're not being your true self. You're not voicing your true opinions because conflict, right? Now this is different than um, 
mental and physical abuse and domestic abuse, all of these, this is very different, right? We know the difference between having productive conflicts and finding solutions and having productive conversations and communication versus someone literally physically and mentally abusing and picking fights and being and showing toxic relationship styles. We know the difference and we gotta make sure we steer clear of those types of things. And if we feel like that's happening in our lives, it's definitely important to talk to a professional about those things and see the next steps and make sure that we're always safe. What I'm discussing is conflicts are normal, right? Conflicts happen in relationships, whether it's significant others, whether it's friends, whether it's families, conflicts are going to happen. How you handle those conflicts truly shows, is your relationship going to grow or not? Because a lot of relationships get stuck and stagnant because we don't know how to correctly communicate with each other with conflicts. So the next time you feel like, just to put a nice bow on this, the next time you are in a conflict with family members, with friends, with significant others, you got to make sure that if there's a conflict going on, it's not you two against each other. It's you two versus the problem. Use the I feel statements. I feel upset that you did this. I feel triggered when you said that. I felt frustrated when you didn't do this, whatever that it may be understanding each other's conflict styles so make it known that if you know your partner needs 10 minutes to cool down if things are getting heated you pause be like you know what this conversation is not feeling productive let's take 10 minutes and come back or however long that you need or if you're both you know we can fix it now be like you know what this conversation is not being productive how can we make this better? What can I do for you? What can you do for me to find a compromise in this conflict? Okay. Next thing is open. Keep that line of communication open for that person to apologize, for you to apologize, for you guys to rekindle the conversation of what was happening and be able to, especially in a conflict and when you're doing like conflict resolution, like you had already the, like the, the fire fight, if you will, and now you're trying to do the conflict resolution to find a solution. It's really important to stay calm, stay leveled, and listen to understand, not listen to respond or react. Showing empathy for the other person and understanding where they're coming from is how you find a solution. If all you see from the conflict is this person is, did everything wrong and not understanding where they're coming from, then you will build bitterness, you'll build resentment, that energy will stay within you. So it's very important to listen, to understand, and to respond, you know, in a caring, empathetic way than just reacting to what the person is saying. Hey, Growth Mindset Gang. Have you ever been super overwhelmed, anxious, or stressed in your life due to maybe your job, your relationships, your friendships, your family, and you have all this inner turmoil and it can seem like there is no way out? I felt that way. I remember when I was on the train to work one day and I had this super influx of anxiety and I didn't even know where it was coming from. 
and I would talk to my friends and family and significant others about it, but I needed something more. I needed to talk to a professional. And so I started going to therapy because I realized I shouldn't live like this and neither should you. So today's sponsor is brought to you by BetterHelp, which is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. Talk to your therapist in a private, online environment at your convenience. There is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000-plus therapist network that gives you the access to the help that may not be available in your area. You just need to fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. That is two days, you guys. Then you schedule a secure video and phone sessions. Plus you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. I actually used BetterHelp when I started my therapy journey. It was one of the first options I looked at because I felt like I was so busy all the time. When would I have time to go to find a therapist and then go to therapy? And I remember I took a very simple questionnaire and they matched me with a therapist. She was super helpful and useful. And I was able to text her whenever I was feeling anxious. And I was like, this is amazing, right? And I know therapy can be a little intimidating at first and it kind of feels like dating and you kind of go through the different aspects and motions of it. But with BetterHelp, if you're not feeling the therapist that they gave you, they will switch it up and find someone better for you. So it takes the stress from you with finding a therapist that works. And you can request a new therapist at no additional charge at any time. So join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. And let me tell you, from my own experience with therapy, it is so amazing to talk to a professional about your anxiety and have them kind of go through specific scenarios and conversations with you so you don't feel alone and they give you helpful tools in order to take on and combat your overwhelm your anxiety and your stress because you guys know we shouldn't be living like this and we shouldn't be living stuck in our own heads and we should enjoy life and talking to a professional can definitely help with us to switch our perspective and grow our mindset you can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash the growth mindset gal. That's betterhelp.com slash the growth mindset gal. That link is going to be in my show notes. And if you're interested in therapy, this would be a beautiful, wonderful first step to see if this can work for you. And I hope you guys enjoy the services that it provides. And I hope that it helps you in your mindset journey. Growth Mindset Gang, I have an amazing offer to share with you. I have recently created a mindset coaching program. Now, if you're listening and you struggle with imposter syndrome, people pleasing, overthinking, needing external validation, low self-esteem, indecisiveness, perfectionism, fear of failure, or lack of confidence, this coaching program can be aligned and serve you. With this coaching program, you would sign up with me for three months to receive one-on-one coaching via Zoom. We would meet either weekly or bi-weekly for 45 minutes to about an hour, 
and really get clear on your mindset journey and what's the woman or who's the woman you want to become. Along with the weekly or bi-weekly Zoom calls with me, you would have a daily accountability messaging with me via Slack. So I do my daily check-ins with you and see how you're doing with your progress in between our sessions. You will also have access to the resource library that I will create where I will give you journal prompts. I will give you weekly self-reflection templates. I'll give you even book recommendations or we do a little mini book club together with a self-development book. Also, I'm going to be creating a Facebook group to also grow a community in this mindset coaching program. And if this feels aligned with you, you can also receive a huge investment discount if you are the first three to sign up with the three-month coaching program. If you are interested in this coaching program, you feel aligned, or you just want to talk to me and test it out and see if it works for you, you can click the link in my show notes to fill out a Google form to share with me what you want to work on and who's the woman that you want to become. How do you want to grow your mindset and fulfill and improve your mindset journey? And I will contact you. We hop on a discovery call for an hour and we talk about what are you struggling with right now? right? Where do you want to see yourself in three months? And I create a unique program just for you. And I'm here to be your coach, your supporter, and help you in your journey. So if this sounds amazing with you, or you just want to see and test it out, fill out that form. And when you fill it out, I'll contact you right away and help create a wonderful program to create your most authentic self. One of the major, you know, solutions could be setting boundaries. That, that was a big one. That was the boundary that was set when we're talking about moving upstate. The boundary is being supportive and positive. Any concerns or negativity are not really needed anymore. They've already shared and voiced their concerns. I already know their concerns. They've been the same concerns since we started planning upstate. There's nothing new here. So setting those boundaries is super important. And give them a shot if they don't do the boundary like right away, like revisit the boundary if that's needed. Or maybe the, a new routine or a new way of communication needs to be created. Or maybe the relationship has run its course and it's very important for you to voice that and not ghost or ice out the person. So when you're resolving conflict, communication is everything emotional regularity or emotional regulation is also very important no one's going to win in a screaming match because you're not listening to each other you're not empathizing with each other and also nothing will get done if you're just blaming each other you did this you said this you you didn't do this you 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 that creates defensiveness we can't have any of that because then you won't have the productive conversation that you need right and like i said don't be afraid of conflicts conflicts are going to happen you are going to have disagreements with people that is okay it is human nature to have conflicts how you resolve the conflict is the true 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 skill that we're going to be working on 
And like I said, as a disclaimer, if you feel like the person in the relationship you're in, whether it's family, friends, significant other, if you feel like they're being mentally abusive, if you feel like they're being physically abusive, you feel like it's a, you know, a domestic abuse partnership, that's way different than the typical conflicts. If it's screaming matches, if they are exhibiting toxic behaviors, gaslighting, if they're physically abusing you, right, pushing, shoving, smacking, that's not the normal conflict that we're talking about. And that needs to be talked about with a professional. That needs to be talked about with law enforcement. There are plenty of hotlines and numbers to go to with something like that. That is something that is not tolerated. That's something that needs to be stopped, right? And we know exactly the difference. And on a serious note, if you do feel like you are in a domestic abuse relationship, physically, mentally, what have you, I also linked in the show notes the National Domestic Abuse Hotline. Feel free to use that as a resource. Okay, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you enjoyed it, make sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Follow me on Spotify. Share this with a friend who really needs it. Share this on your story and tag me in it. You can even send me a DM of how this uh, episode impacted you. And remember, grow your mindset and look how far you'll go. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. of the Boundless Audio Podcast Network.